Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Auburn Express. What's up in War Eagle War Report family? It's your guy, Ike Jones, and we're back with another morning drop. Today, we are talking defensive line. What does Auburn need to do to solidify the trenches on the defensive side? Y'all know how we do right here, War Report style. Let's drop it on them. Morning Drop, it is Wednesday, January 3rd. Hopefully everybody is having a great day today and great morning to get in here and talk a little bit more Auburn football. Glad to have you guys dropping in with us. As always, I need you guys to be doing the necessary, and that is sharing the content. We need more people involved in these conversations about Auburn sports right here on the War Report. So share the content with them out there on social media. Email them, text message. I don't care as long as you get the word out. Make sure you're liking and subscribing to the YouTube channel. So like the video, subscribe to the channel. And if you're out there on podcast re-listening, make sure that you got your notifications on when those drop and sharing that content as well as giving us a five-star review. Let's get over into the content today. Uh, Shouts out first and foremost before we talk about football. Basketball team handled business versus Penn last night. Getting into SEC play. I've been promising you guys some basketball content that is on the way. Um, we are doing film reviews over on the channel right now. So we did the first half of the Maryland game. Got more of that on the way for you guys that are part of Green Name Gang. Uh, but one of the things that definitely is there on tape is our defensive line and how we need to do better there, right? Uh, Coach Hugh Freeze talked a lot about uh, this past season, why he was reluctant to go tempo as was part of what is his DNA, what brought him to where he is. And this is a kind of why I am not as panicky as some Auburn fans are about what the future of Auburn football could potentially be, because I don't feel as if this was really indicative of a Coach Hugh Freeze team. I don't feel like he really had his fingerprint on what was happening on the offense. Uh, And so I don't think that that's really indicative of what's going to be going uh, forth in the future. But a big portion of what he talks about is his RPO in his tempo. He's He said he wouldn't be where he is today if it wasn't for those things in the offense. So I do expect for those things to return in the upcoming season. But a big portion of why he said he was reluctant to do that was about depth along the defensive line. Uh, So uh, head, not head coach, but excuse me, defensive line coach Jeremy Garrett was brought in this past season. And he was one of the uh, 
the guys that was on the Liberty staff that had a defensive line that was able to generate a lot of tackles for loss, a lot of pressure in the previous season. I think it led the country in one of those statistical categories, whether it was sacks or tackles for loss. Um, And so the Auburn defense needs to get to a place where they're able to do that more consistently. So I think the big focus for Coach Jeremy Garrett is going to be finding more depth along the defensive line. Now, that's not to say that we don't have some talent that's there. You know, I've looked at this roster pretty extensively along the defensive line over the last couple of days, just trying to see who's going to be coming back and where all of that depth needs to come from, because if we're going to be more effective in the kind of offense that Coach Hugh Freeze wants to run, he needs to feel confident that the defensive line is going to be able to do what they need to do consistently um, and be able to stand up and rotate and all those things necessary. So the depth along the defensive line is going to be important. One of the guys that I really want to see uh, flourish under the tutelage of Jeremy Garrett is going to be a guy like Quintrell Jamison Travis. Uh, We watched the film a little bit yesterday. I thought that He did a really good job in the opportunities that he had about creating pressure and uh, and standing up against the run. Uh, I think that Coach Garrett needs to kind of figure out how to shuffle the deck a little bit with these guys. I also talked about uh, if we watch the film, how I think that Jason Jones is actually better suited to move from the nose tackle to a D tackle position. I think he he played that a lot in this game versus Maryland, and he actually did well. If you go and watch his film uh, versus Maryland, you'll see he's actually creating pressure. He's actually, you know, um, getting a lot of push in the run game at the D tackle position, as opposed to kind of, he was a forgotten man or a lost man along that defensive line over at the nose tackle position. But because we don't have the depth at nose tackle and his size profile matches there, he's, he's been moved over to play nose tackle. I think Jason Jones would, would flourish in being able to move over to a D tackle spot. But, uh, but again, that's a, a coach Jeremy Garrett decision about shuffling the deck there. But I think it would serve Jason Jones better and it would help us along our defensive line as far as depth is concerned at that position. You're going to be losing a lot of depth in this offseason and particularly you're going to be losing probably your not probably your best defensive lineman as far as the statistics. I mean, I went and I looked this up. Um, Marcus Harris was our as far as PFF run grades are, are concerned Marcus Harris by a wide margin was the best run defender on run grade he also led the team in sacks tackles for loss uh he was the only PFF person graded in the top 100 in rush defense uh, along the defensive line the only one in run defense on our defensive line that was rated in the top 100 and he was the only run defender um in the PFF grade, excuse me, that was rated in the top 100 along the defensive line, not counting um, the jack position or the edge position uh, in pass defense as well. So you're losing a lot when you're losing Marcus Harris. And really the second best run defender on the team is Lawrence Johnson, who's also going to be leaving for the NFL draft out of eligibility. So you've got a lot of work that you've got to do to be able to replace that productivity. Uh, But just let's just uh, look a little bit at the run defense specifically, because That is, I think, a big portion of what allows you to be different in the way that you approach your defense is your ability for your defensive line to not need um, a lot of support in the run consistently. 20th ranked uh, in a rush defense in the country, 
uh, and third in the SEC, which is good. So we did well against the run. But again, you're losing your top two run defenders um, in this offseason right now. So you've got to figure out a way to replace that productivity. Not to mention, you know, I mentioned the nose tackle position. I haven't seen anything definitive from him, but Justin Rogers was considering going to the NFL um, or even potentially, you know, transferring again. So if you lose Justin Rogers at your nose tackle position, now you're in a much different situation. I think one of the biggest keys for Auburn is going to be figuring out that nose tackle position. So Coach Garrett's got his work cut out for him, trying to figure out what are we going to do at the nose tackle position because, I mean, it's not – it's literally centrally located to your defensive line or your defensive units. It is the nucleus of how all of this stuff works. If you've got a good nose tackle, it allows you to be multiple in so many different ways. It changes the way that your linebackers are able to flow downhill versus the run. That nose tackle position is going to be super critical. Um, So, They've got to figure out what they're going to be doing there. Again, Justin Rogers is the only guy that's going to be returning that I think is really suited to play the nose tackle position. I get Jason Jones played it a lot, but I actually, again, feel like he's better at the D tackle than he is at nose tackle. So hopefully we can bring in another nose that will allow him to play that D tackle spot a little bit more exclusively coming up in his senior season. Uh, but ranked, again, number 20 in the country in rush defense, third in the SEC. Um in your ability to generate pressure, and this is PFF grades, not what your ranking is as far as like total defense against the run. Um, your rush defense, I think, in total was number 48 in the country. No, excuse me, 76 in the country um, and 11th in the SEC, 13th overall. But PFF grade for the run, 20th in the country, third in the SEC. Uh, ability to generate pressure, according to PFF, 77th rank in the country and uh, 10th in the SEC. 12th uh, if you add in Texas and Oklahoma, boo. Um, and the only teams ranked behind you in PFF grade um, uh, for pressure rates were, were Vandy and Mississippi State. So a lot of work that needs to be done along that defensive line unit and the ability to generate pressure. Again, the pass rush, I think we've talked about it quite a bit. This team wasn't good at generating pass rush if it wasn't blitz related. And you know, that's going to be a big task for Coach Ron Roberts coming up in this uh, next season is trying to figure out how do we generate a pass rush more consistently. Specifically, how do we do that with just the front four or with just bringing four, whether you're going to be rotating. And that jack position is going to be interesting coming up this year. Right. You're going to have Jayla McLeod coming back. You're going to have the likes of Jamonte Waller coming in. Um, you're going to have some other guys that are slated at linebacker that can come and give you some help out there uh, at the pass rush, um, you know, a DeMarcus Riddick. Um, but you need to add some more guys to that room in order to be better and more de- uh, and have more depth there. The only guys returning for you at the jack position are going to be Brenton Williams, who was the true freshman, and Jalen McLeod. Uh, Brenton Williams didn't see much duty. I don't really know much about what his ability in this. You know, he is 6'3", 262. Uh, Jalen McLeod, 6'1", 237, right? So he's a significantly bigger guy. Um, but who is going to be the guy that's in that room in the jack that's going to help you to be a consistent pass rush guy, a guy that you have to, that defenses, or excuse me, offensive lines have to slide pressure to, or they've got to 
bring a keep a running back or a tight end in uh, to double team or chip something like that a guy that's going to be consistently do that Jaden McLeod did an excellent job of that again he's he's a highly rated pass rusher out there he um, tied for the team lead in sacks with Marcus Harris um, and total sacks Marcus Harris had more um, with the combined sacks but still uh, Jaden McLeod is a guy who was able to be out there and be a consistent pass rush guy once he came back and was healthy. Uh, so looking forward to seeing a full year of a healthy Jalen McLeod out there. But you got to get some more help along your defensive front and your ability to get to the passer. Um, interior rush, again, Marcus Harris was your primary guy with that. You're losing him. You lose a lot with Marcus Harris's absence from that defensive line. So there are, I think this is priority number one. I know everybody is focused on the quarterback position and with, with good reason. I don't think that there's any reason that you shouldn't focus on quarterback. Uh, but I think that this is probably one, a quarterback and defensive line are one a and one B um, when it comes to what the priority needs to be in this off season. Um, because that defensive line is what is going to allow you to play the type of offense that, uh, coach freeze really wants to do and again that this is coach freeze saying himself his offense's philosophy is about being able to do the rpo and uh, tempo and he was not comfortable doing that because of the lack of depth at the defensive line so uh you got to do better along that defensive front and have more depth you've got some quality pieces in there again i liked what i saw from uh james and travis in uh the bowl game you did get to see a little bit of Darren Reed during the bowl game. Um, the other guy that you miss, you're going to be missing along that defensive front is Mos, uh, Mosiah Nasili Kite. Of course, he's been hurt for the vast majority of the season. Uh, but when you're losing Nasili Kite, you're losing Marcus Harris, um, you're losing Lawrence Johnson. That's a lot of rotational snaps that are going to be gone from guys that have played consistently for you up front this season. And uh, uh, an, an already lacking a defensive line that's already lacking in depth Keldrick Falk I like what I saw from him in flashes this season looking forward to seeing the progression of him in year two um as both a now he 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 disappointed me a little bit in his ability to get to the passer but I liked what he was able to do against the run and disappointed I think is is relative because I just had really high expectations not that he did poorly uh, but he just wasn't the kind of pass rusher um, that I thought he was going to be coming in didn't see a lot of Darren Reed, but he's going to be a guy that's going to get some some snaps in year two. Looking forward to seeing what his progress is. Again, I think you got to make sure that Justin – well, not make sure, but you hope that Justin Rogers returns for you. Zeke Walker has another year of eligibility. You hope he comes back and he's going to factor into that race as well. And then again, I think you need to shuffle and move Jason Jones to a different spot along that defensive line in order for him to be better. But then after that, you're going to have to rely on a bunch of freshmen. So when we talk about transfer portal acquisitions, I think the defensive line needs to be a heavy focus of what this team is doing. Um, and then when you talk about the Jack position, um, he hinted at it when, he, when we got into bowl practice. But I think Cam Riley, if he's coming back for his senior season to Auburn, needs to move over to be a Jack linebacker for Auburn and be able to be a guy that's going to be consistently getting downhill versus a pass. Um, I think that's a better fit for him and his skill set. So I'm looking forward to seeing how Coach Garrett and this defensive staff 
go out there and attack the transfer portal specifically when it comes to experienced guys to bring depth in immediately to help you along that defensive front. You already have Gage Keys there that's coming in, uh, but I think that nose tackle position specifically is going to be something that Auburn needs to go out there and find someone that's going to be a good rotational piece to come in and play there. All right, that's enough of me talking about all this stuff. I definitely want to hear what you all have to say about this and how Auburn can get better along the defensive front. Um, so definitely want to hear your thoughts on all of those things. War Report family, you are listening to The Morning Drop, where we talk about the most recent and relevant Auburn sports news. We broadcast live from the War Report's YouTube channel on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central Time. You're welcome to come watch it live, but the live chat is reserved for our YouTube channel members only. So come on by, become a member, and get active in the best Auburn sports community on the webs. We'll be right back after we pay a couple bills. Drop! Thanks for sticking around through the ad break. Now here's the rest of your morning drop. drop! All right, let's get over into the comment section and see what you guys are talking about. A uh, lot of great things to discuss here when it comes to Auburn's defensive line, and I really want to hear your thoughts uh, about all those things. See a lot of comments in here about Salter and A.J. Harris. We will talk more about those things tonight, so I'm not going to dive into them too much this morning. I do want to focus the conversation on defensive line. So tune in tonight uh, to hear thoughts about uh, both of those young men. There we go. Robert Guy jumps in and says, we need to go get them from Michigan. Michigan definitely has... Uh, built a great defensive line unit. They were up there causing havoc all season and did well in their uh, college football playoff appearance. I do agree that Michigan has done it the correct way. Justin Thomas, not about this defensive line, but saying Derrick Brown three tackles away from breaking an NFL record for a D tackle. Uh, props to him. This is the kind of guy we need to have up here on our defensive line right now. If we can get a couple more Derrick Browns along the defensive line next season, Auburn will be in a really good place. Chris S. jumps in and says, we need more bodies on the D-line if we run tempo and put up 30 points per game. Absolutely. You don't want to be in a position where you're hanging your defensive line out to drive because you don't have enough depth for those guys to play. That's when you start getting into guys potentially getting injured or you just have poor play when you have to rotate guys in that aren't able to do that. But I do think this is one thing I, I will say. I, I do think that we did not do a good enough job of like, I understand wanting to protect Marcus Harris and his snap count. I just think we should have rotated more guys in more often, even if we felt like there was going to be a drop-off in productivity, um, just to get guys more experience. Because now you're going into year two without Marcus Harris here as a defensive line coach with uh, Coach Garrett, without a lot of experienced snaps along there. So you, if you're going to... Uh, have experience you've got to go to the portal to do that and you really didn't cultivate that experience by rotating guys in now we could have done a better job of course in some of our cupcake games of getting guys snaps there but I'm talking about experience versus power five guys absent of the Arkansas and Vanderbilt games you really didn't have an opportunity versus p5 opponents to get young guys snaps in there uh, because you didn't handle business versus some of the p5 opponents that you probably should have blown out um 
and yes, I'm talking about you, Cal. Uh, but we've got to do a better job of doing getting that rotation rotation in for those younger guys and getting them snaps. And I'm expecting year two to be a year where we see more young guys get opportunities uh, just because I think that that's a big part of what the selling pitch was for those young men to come at Auburn is you're going to get to be able to come in here and play immediately. So we're going to see more young guys get more snaps. And I do think there are talented young men that didn't get opportunities in this last season. So hopefully we will be able to see that in this coming year. Uh, Chris S. says, but then we need a nose tackle somewhere, assuming Rodgers declares. We talked about this. Um, I don't know if Justin Rodgers is going to declare for the draft or try to go back into the transfer portal, but what I do know is he is really the only true nose tackle that is on this team. And again, that's no disrespect to Jason Jones. I think Jason Jones has actually gotten a bad rep um, in his years at Auburn for being ineffective I just think that he's been playing out of position so when you get Jason Jones in the position he needs to be in he can be more effective for you but you have to have somebody he is out of necessity been playing in that position I think more so than the skill set and his ability uh Jonathan Rogers says Ike do you think we get any D-line in the portal has anyone heard anything from the big D tackle from Michigan State um listen I think you have to go get more defensive linemen in the portal I don't think it's an option um to build the depth that you need along this defensive line and to get some tutelage for these young guys that you want to come in and play heavy snaps for you, you got to go get some guys out of the portal. So I think that that is going to be, again, I think it's priority. If you know, if, if you feel like quarterback is priority one, one B and one A and one B is defensive line. Like you, you just, in order for Auburn to be competitive next year, that defensive line units got to get more quality depth has to, has to. It's just not a, a question about it. Chris S. jumps back in and says, uh, not going to lie, I did not think our D-line could get those numbers going into the season. Thought they were going to be the worst group on the team considering what we lost. And I think this is a, a testament to Coach Garrett. We talked about, you know, um, what he was as a Liberty defensive line coach. I think he did a really great job of getting that defensive line unit to go in and play better than what a lot of people assume. I even assumed that they were going to be able to play. I as well was concerned about where we were with our defensive line. And here we are going into year two. I'm concerned about where we are with our defensive line. So I like what they were able to produce. Just need more depth so that that offense can be what it needs to be for you in order to put up those points necessary. So, um, yeah, definitely need to figure that out. Um, what else do we have in here? Chris S. jumps back in and says, who do we have on the roster that is 6'2 and 325 plus? Well, let's just take a look at that. 325 plus, you got Jason Jones at 6'6", 330 pounds. Uh, I think that is going to, uh, nope, Lawrence Johnson's not going to be here. Zeke Walker's sick, no. I, I think that's going to be it besides Justin Rogers, my guy. That's it. Justin Rogers and Jason Jones, that's it. And, again, that's why Jason Jones was playing. Like, uh, Jamison Travis is 6'4", 320, right? So he's close. Uh, but that's it. Those are the only guys. And that's why Jason Jones has been placed at the nose tackle because he's the only other guy from a size perspective that fits the profile of what you want to be able to have in there as a nose again I just don't think his skill set matches it uh so you know your options are limited with what you have on the roster you need a a 
run stuffing nose tackle, a guy who's just going to eat up blocks there in the middle. You just need a big body that's going to be able to be the anchor of that defensive line. So I'm looking forward to seeing what he's able to go out and get, he being Jeremy Garrett in this transfer portal. And listen, uh, Dimitri Nicholas is another guy who was uh, committed to Auburn, who fits the profile of what you would want as a nose tackle. I think if you go out and get a quality nose in the transfer portal and you're able to close the deal with Dimitri Nicholas, you're in a really great spot at your nose tackle for depth, rotation, and potential, uh, you know, buffer against injury especially considering the fact that you can rotate jason jones into that spot if you need to um so if you can go and get a transfer portal guy and you can and you can close the deal with him you're in a good spot but you got a lot of work that you got to do to make sure you can get there uh let's see here Uh, Justin Thomas says, Coach Hugh Freeze is not good in the portal so far this year. I would say awful. I, I, I won't agree with that because I think that there's a lot left to be done in the transfer portal. And again, he said himself what his focus has been was closing on this freshman class. So I, I find it difficult. And this is, a, a, you know, another when we get into the nuanced conversation about what Coach Freeze was or could be in the future as a coach, you have to be able to do more than one thing 100% but the things that he has focused on he's been excellent at so he focused on recruiting in this freshman class excellent at it. he's been focusing on trying to get better in certain areas he's been excellent at the things he's focused on now I think and this is what I talked about in earlier drops it's time for him to shift his focus to some other areas and get those things moving the question that Auburn fans would ask is, can he be excellent in these areas that he's been deficient in? And why has he not had his focus in those areas? Now, that's a question that you have to ask him. He made a strategic decision to say, I am going to solely focus right here because I think that that is the biggest need right now. I don't question his philosophy about what he focused on. It, doesn't, it didn't pay dividends in gear one on the scoreboard or in the win-loss column. Understood completely 100%. You don't feel good about where you are as far as your production on offense and the trajectory of what this offense is doing or the win-loss column as far as the team is concerned. But he chose to make a concerted focus on getting that freshman class, that recruiting class to the place where he wanted it to be. Excellent marks there. So when he focuses on a thing, he's done a really good job on that. Now his task, and I said this earlier, is going to be figuring out how to be better in the on-the-field product in year two. So if he can shift his focus now that he's gotten the majority of that early signing day class signed, he's only got a few loose ends that he needs to tie up for national signing day, can he shift his focus now to the transfer portal and what he needs to do to fill in the gaps of what's left right there to get yourself a spring football team that's going to be poised to make a lot of uh, cohesive movements during the spring football time. That's going to be the challenge for Coach Hugh Freeze and this staff right now is shifting that focus over in that direction. And listen, I think we actually did fairly, not fairly well, really well along the defensive fronts uh, in the transfer portal in year one under Coach Hugh Freeze. Um, so, and a lot of that was late momentum. It wasn't early momentum when they first got in there. Now it was pretty quick turnaround for them to do that but again they did the same thing last year focused on closing out the early signing day period then turned their attention to the transfer portal I'm going to trust that process because I liked the results from last year of what they did so I'm looking forward to seeing what they're going to be able to do in year two so uh, definitely a lot 
to be sorted out, but I think that Coach Freeze has a plan in place. Just got to trust that that plan is going to be actually something that comes to fruition in the way that Auburn fans are going to be happy about. A lot yet left to be decided there in that regard. But again, I am not hitting the panic button on that just yet. I'm looking forward to seeing what they're going to do. All right, that's it, man. That's all I got for y'all. We will be back at you all tonight. Uh, Like the video before you get out of here. Subscribe to the channel. Share the content with somebody. Again, we'll be back at you all tonight with another edition of the Midweek Report, talking a little bit more quarterback, talking a little bit more some of everything, Uh, defensive back, whatever y'all want to talk about. We'll talk some basketball, all of those things. We'll see you guys then. Until the next time, and as always, 